my name is Janice B. Gordon, and this is Scale Your Sales Podcast. Welcome to Scale Your Sales Podcast, listed number nine of 43 best podcasts for every sales professional. I am Janice B. Gordon, the customer growth expert, recommended by LinkedIn Sales as one of 15 innovating sales influencers to follow. In this episode of Scale Your Sales podcast, my guest talks about the challenges the company has had being based in Kiev, Ukraine. She said that none of us expected this, but yet the team is her hero in the way that they've had to uh, adapt, but still serve their customer and be competitive. She explains how the team split some years ago, um, the Salesforce team that is dedicated to exclusively attracting new customers and the customer success team's main goal is success and happiness of the customers. But really delves into the details of removing that multitasking and being very focused and enabling the customer success team to really support the customer with the um, technology so that they can get best use out of it. My next guest is Tatiana Gorbanovu, who is head of sales at Jobble, a top 10 global job search website. With over 11 years of experience, she has successfully transformed the sales team and implemented cross-team processes. Leading sales in 67 countries, Tatiana is also a board member of Jobble. Welcome to Scale Your Sales podcast, Tatiana Gorbanova. Hi, Janice. It's good to have you here coming from the Ukraine. I'm really grateful, you know, and we all know there's a lot going on there. So it's great for you to share your time. But let's start with really the story of, you know, your organization and what it has been doing over the last couple of years in order to continue to serve your customers. Uh, yes, thank you for asking. I know that yeah, for today almost the whole world uh, looks uh, for Ukraine for all this like yeah, terrible situation, and of course uh, for us it's uh, really great challenge uh, for our company uh, to go through all this situation, through all this war. And for my team, uh, it's extremely important uh, to. Uh, to provide a great service to our customers during all this time. So, um, yeah. So how have you continued to provide a service? You know, you, you're in Kiev, that's the headquarters of, obviously you've you know, had a, a lot of, of bombs and disruptions. So how have you kind of managed the workforce that you've continued to serve your customers? That's a great question. Uh, I would like to start uh, from the very beginning, yeah, because it was uh, um, such an experience for us, uh, like, uh, you know, we were not ready for that, like nobody in Ukraine. So a uh, sure thing, it uh, was quite hard for us, uh, but during 
the first day after uh, the war started, uh, we commu communicated uh, all together with my team and just made a plan how we will uh, go further. And uh, we organized the team this way that we can support um, all together each other um, successfully or fortunately uh, there were some people who were abroad uh, when everything started and it was very good for us because uh, we were sure that uh, uh, they can support us and but we were um, all uh, on the phone uh, we were everybody was in touch uh, even when some people worked from some shelters uh, I, I knew where everyone is from my team it was very important for me just to understand what's going on and uh, we, I was really proud and I'm still proud to say that uh, absolutely every client um, uh, was provided with great service during all this time. We even received feedbacks like, wow, guys, uh, we are really happy uh, that uh, in this terrible situation, you're still working and do everything for us because for us, it was also very important because uh, our company uh, also uh, helps to people who are now in the war, to our soldiers. Uh, we donate lots to our army and also just for people who need this help and uh, not only not only people uh, for example i know and um Personally, me, I'm also, uh, I also donate lots of uh, uh, money and help to some organization who uh, helps some to pets, animals, because they, they also need it right now. So, yeah. And uh, if I will back to, uh, to my team, uh, I would also say that, yeah, now it's much easier uh, because now the situation is not that it was uh, like um, almost two years ago. But um, at the same time, uh, now when um, we see that, uh, like when this is Syrians or something like that, uh, we also keep in touch and just uh, um, communicate uh, with each other, like, um, how, how are you? If you need some time, we'll support you today, etc., etc. So uh, this way, we know that um, our client uh, will receive support anyway. So, and uh, sure thing, in a technical manner, we also uh, made it that um, everyone can join, uh, that has an access to uh, the uh, emails from the other managers. So we are sure that absolutely every customer will receive an answer in time. Right. So in terms of so you must have like is do you have the infrastructure, but there's a backup to the infrastructure because sometimes, you know, I'm sure you don't have electricity, you know, and you don't know when that's going to happen. So did you have to kind of find the backups to the backups that, as you said, no one knew this was going to, to happen? So what were the first things that obviously making sure that you know everyone's safe and and your staff but in order to continue the business and the service to the customers after knowing that people were okay and safe and I know that you you said um before that you you know sometimes your staff just not able to work full hours things happen so you have to have that flexibility with with people so what was the next thing after you, you know, the people that how did you make sure that the infrastructure was secure so that whatever happens, your customers still get what they need? 
That's a good question. Yeah, we um, also, uh, frankly speaking, we've bought lots of power banks <laughs> for absolutely everyone, uh, just to be sure that in case there are some issues with electricity, we still can work during this period of time. And in our headquarter, we also provided absolutely everything, also Starlinks uh, that uh, can help us to work in almost in any conditions. Um, I would like to notice that now the station is really good and now there is absolutely no issues with electricity, et cetera, et cetera. We're, we realize that in winter the situation can change, but at the same time, now we are ready for that. And I'm sure that absolutely everyone who is in Kiev, in headquarter or in other regions, because we have uh, some offices also in Ukraine and abroad, so we are prepared and our cave office is like uh, is like our second home because we have prepared uh, lots of stuff not only for work but also in case if we understand that somebody uh, need to stay there for a long period of time it's also there i mean there are even some beds <laughs> in our office so if uh, somebody will need to, to take shower or to sleep um, um, it's also provided in our headquarter. So how has this, I mean, it's going to have an impact on, on the culture. I mean, obviously you're very resilient people. You only need to look at the army for that, you know, very resilient people. But the, you know, in, in business, how has this changed your, your culture? I would imagine it's made you stronger and, and fitter and, and more determined. But how, how does that play out? What does, what does that look like? Uh, you know, I think that all this like terrible situation even helped us to be more brave and to work more as a team. Um, because I saw that during the first uh, months of war, uh, there were lots of different collaborations and initiatives that uh, were focused like on business and also on some volunteer uh, activity. Uh, we also launched a, a really great um, initiative uh, help ukrainians uh, it means that it's like jobs that are abroad for people from ukraine who uh, had to leave ukraine because of war and it was really great project we contacted lots of different job boards and they all wanted to provide us with their help and it was so much supportive from their side we were really happy uh, for for this help and you know i also would like to admit that um, um, I remember that uh, like uh, the first month is everybody was so active. We worked really enormous and I was uh, even um, um, uh, I was nervous a little bit uh, for my team because I saw that somebody worked like late at night uh, and yeah, people were really, very, very engaged in, in all that. And I think that uh, it made us much braver. It's, it's, it's very sad that uh, the, that lead to, to that, but uh, in the other, on the other hand, I see that, yeah, it's, it was very positive uh, for, for us as a team. So um, Jobble is an international job aggregator. So perhaps first, you know, for posting jobs. And then you said that actually that kind of helped to find positions for, for people that had to leave. So kind of explain me, to me what you mean by a job aggregator. Aggr 
agri <laughs> aggregator. Sorry. Yeah. What, what what do you do for you know job postings? Uh, yeah, thank you for that question. Uh, you know, it works very easy. It's like a goal, but it works just for jobs. It means that if you'd like to see a job in uh, in London, for example, it can be a job of a coach. Uh, you just uh, uh, you just go to Google and then you type that uh, your location is London and you are looking for some opportunities uh, for coaches. And um, you see absolutely all jobs that now are available uh, in the UK, in London uh, for this position. And so it takes so um, uh, much less time uh, if uh, then uh, you would go to the other sites and uh, search for coaches on lots of websites. So it's very easy for uh, our job seeker and it's absolutely free for every job seeker. And um, we know that uh, we um, uh, we have validation for all of the jobs. Uh, so we are sure that our job seeker will, will land uh, to a good and real position that is still open, it's free to apply because it's also very important because you know there are lots of uh, websites that provide um, uh, opportunity to see the job description only if you pay something or something like that. And it's very important for us to be sure that we don't have side jobs on our websites. So we have a special team and they validate jobs and then they look that they're still open, they are still actual. So because we, um, it's important for us to provide our job seeker with a great experience on our website. So in terms of your kind of revenue generating, uh, how, how does that, that work? What are your sales teams selling? Uh, yeah, good question. Thank you. Um, we work uh, with uh, absolutely different uh, websites that have uh, jobs on their websites, open position. For example, that can be some job boards that uh, can be um, uh, websites of companies or uh, programmatics, um, etc, etc. Some staffing agencies. Uh, and uh, for example, uh, you're a job board and you would like to to hire some people or uh, now your, your job board you have lots of jobs and then as an aggregator we can take the jobs and post them on Jubal and uh, one job seeker will click on your uh, job ad on Jubal uh, you'll just uh, pay some money for this click but the job seeker will uh, land to a website to apply so uh, in this way, you'll provide much more candidates on your website, your job boards, and uh, uh, we can provide such job seekers. Uh, so we do this match, you know, like uh, employers um, in different ways, as I said, they can be of different uh, source types and uh, the job seekers who is uh, looking actively for, for a new opportunity. Okay, so you say that you've got a, a large volume of clients and, and their goal objectives will depend on different types of, of businesses. But give me a, a success story of the, the what you do for uh, um, your customers that's perhaps uniquely different to other job sites. 
yeah, they can be really different, for example, for uh, such a kind uh, as a job board, yeah, it's highly important to receive uh, the CVs of the candidates. So, for example, if it's a job board, uh, they have some, uh, they have their clients and it's important, it's important for this type of customer to receive as much possible uh, candidates as possible. And uh, it's important also to be in target with the price for each CV of the candidate. Uh, and at the same time, they have their budget volume and they expect uh, we uh, will provide uh, enough candidates using the whole budget because after that, they work with their customers on the other side. Uh, it can be like this way. Uh, on the other way, um, we can also um, uh, provide uh, such um, Mm, um, we can work this way that um, the user will also see uh, the whole job description on our website and it's also possible to apply on Chubble. And this way we just provide uh, already uh, like CV of the candidate who already um, paid the whole job description he or she like this and wants to apply. So uh, this is uh, another kind of like monetization and uh, for some um, source types, for some type of customers like uh, recruiting agencies or staffing agencies, this type is much more interesting. So it can be, it, it can diverse. So tell me the, the difference between, yeah, well, I know the difference between uh, cost per click and cost per action, but how do you actually help your customers to kind of refine that so they get better conversions? Yeah, uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, for example, uh, actually, you know, even uh, if some customer works on the CPC model and pays per click, uh, we know that the conversion rate is also very important. Uh, for example, uh, we know that uh, some of them, they count uh, how much candidates we provided and what was the price for each candidate, et cetera, et cetera, even if we're talking about the CPC model. Um, but if we are talking about the the uh, CPA model, it means that, for example, we uh, know exactly that there are some uh, several, for example, campaigns on Jubal of uh, some customer, and we have target for each campaign. Uh, then uh, we um, uh, can work on the CPA model. Uh, uh, CPA means it can be different type of CPA, like the action can be really different. It can be a registration, uh, it can be uh, an application that we provided, it can be only a start of apply, for example, when we see that because job seeker has already uh, read job description and started this apply. So it means that job seeker clicked on the button apply. It, it's, it calls like apply starts. Uh, it, can, it can also, um, be uh, like adding to favorites, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, it it can rise uh, from customer to customer. It depends on how this website work. Uh, so um, I would like to say that much more typical uh, CPA um, like this action, it's uh, uh, application or apply start. In some cases, it can be registration, but for example. Um, Nowadays, there are not so much customers, for example, at Trouble, who works uh, with this model. 
So just, is it your customer success teams that work directly with the customers to identify which of the models will be better for them and the measurement of the cost per action, exactly what action you're measuring? What do you want, you know, what creates the greatest success for the campaign? Is that the job of your, your success, uh, customer success? Um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, for example, yeah, uh, where, if we're talking about our customer success team, um, uh, customer success manager knows exactly what is the target of each customer. For example, if we know that uh, for this type of client, uh, we work with a CPA model because of um, uh, this client has such type of business. Yeah, for example, it's recruiting agency. We understand that uh, for sure the CPA model is much better and usually even starting the campaign or starting our preparation, we already know that this model will be much more applicable for this type of customer. And after that, we usually uh, set like conversion tracking system on our side with the client just to track this conversion and to see um, how um, uh, what, what is the behavior of job seeker when we uh, send job seeker to uh, the website of our customer? Because it's um, only using these data we can do some optimizations on our side, and um, uh, in result, uh, our customer will be happy because we will get uh, um, enough uh, candidates volume, and uh, we'll also provide these candidates uh, with uh, a good uh, price because. Um, um, this all two metrics, they uh, always work together. I see. I see. So do your customers come to you, your, you know, your businesses, the agencies, they have job roles. Do they come to you and they they already have a great deal of knowledge uh, around, you know, the, the uh, cost per action and cost per clicks. And so they actually know what they want or actually is the, the part of the role and the sale of what you're doing is the consultation to better guide and advise them as to what is the best way of getting the optimizing the results? That is a great question. Frankly speaking, it really varies and absolutely depends of, on the type of customer. But I would like to say that um, in any way, we always work as like, uh, we always give consul um, consultations and, and our recommendations because, uh, you know, um, uh, this uh, field is, uh, uh, is very hard and it's very dynamic. And I understand that even if our customer uh, works not only with us but with um i don't know 10 20 other sources other partners and uh, the customer has already some information about the prices about the situation of the market but uh, at the same time uh, we at jubile we have like another ecosystem we have some other clients and it's also very important uh, to provide our customer with the information with the information what is going on now on the market for example we can see uh, we can um, uh, see um, how uh, jobs uh, of this very customer um, how they perform in comparison with the other customers on this market and it's highly important because for example sometimes we can see that the customer has uh, too low prices or it to high prices and because of that um, the customer uh, can receive the results that 
are not okay. And then we provide some recommendations and that is some part of this optimization process. So yeah, we always, always, always work as a consultants. And um, I also would like to, um, to mention that um, when we make some uh, new tools, some new mechanisms, it's also, you know, like some challenge for us because we understand that a lot of customers, they uh, didn't work yet with such type of tools. And we also, we have to teach them, we have to, uh, to share some information uh, not only about the market, but also about some, some instruments. And we even can understand that uh, after uh, we teach them, they will use it not only with us, but it's also okay is also okay because we understand that it's also like positive experience and um, uh, anyway it will lead that our customer will be happy and it's our main goal. Excellent, excellent. I love that. Um, what strategies do you use to optimize the salespeople in your sales operation? Uh, yes, thank you. You know, um, uh, even uh, less than one month ago, um, my teams, uh, both teams like customer success team and sales for a team, we had a very good uh, training about pitching, about uh, how to uh, how to how to talk with customers, how to set them questions, how to go into discussions, because sometimes it can also be. So um, I would like that uh, to say that uh, here we use some mix like uh, of some trainings um, uh, for the whole teams uh, and um, uh, we also uh, have some knowledge sharings uh, with uh, inside of the teams and uh, cross team knowledge sharings. I mean that um, we uh, it's like uh, normal practice at Drupal uh, that, uh, for example, when we have some new tool uh, that is delivered by some um, engineer or team, uh, we ask them to come to our sales team and uh, to, to give us knowledge sharing session uh, with a Q&A because it's highly important for us not only to talk to customers but also to provide them information about how it works uh, or for example uh, how uh, work some algorithms uh, at Drupal etc etc and you know it also depends uh, how then our manager customer success manager will work with these tools because uh, when we know exactly what kind of data do we have or what kind of tools we can use, uh, then we can find the best decision for each customer. So yeah, that is like very important. We started to do that uh, like about three years ago and I see that the results are brilliant. So that, that's really great because when you know the product and you have great communication skills, you will have great products great uh, great sales so that's very, very very important you know I think it's really interesting that you see your role very much as as the educator uh, as well but not only externally to the customer but internally as well to make sure you really understand the algorithms and and as you say it's a very dynamic market as well it's very competitive as well so you, you know it seems that you're you, that is probably helping you to have a, a competitive edge that you're always kind of like pushing to make sure you're sharing knowledge which is is excellent so in your experience to what extent does customer experience impact sales 
Uh, yeah, you know, uh, customer experience is highly important, and uh, we also uh, we have, we make surveys, customer surveys, uh, uh, just to understand uh, uh, how much. Um, our customers are satisfied with uh, our product, with the service we provide them, and uh, uh, also uh, what kind of instruments and tools they would like to see in our product. And you know, it's really valuable. And I understand that this year we are going to uh, do one more uh, survey, and we have started to prepare it um, in advance because we um, we have done lots of uh, new features this year and it's important for us to understand um, how uh, it's impacted also to our customers because we understand that uh, like the biggest customers enterprise customers they work mostly uh, via our customer success manager because it's much more easier we understand that usually they have lots of partners and uh, uh, like regular calls uh, with our customer success manager is uh, much more uh, comfortable for them. Uh, but at the same time, it's also important for us to understand that each customer has this possibility to go uh, in their like, account and uh, to see all the information and to make some uh, changes in settings, etc., etc. So, uh, yeah, speaking about experience, it's it's highly important and it's an, it's also important not only uh, during uh, this calibration, I mean, when uh, the customer uh, already has a paid campaign uh, on Jubal, but also this onboarding process, uh, because, uh, uh, and that is um, also important, we, but, um, couple of weeks ago, uh, we were in discussion uh, how to make this onboarding process much easier for our customers. Um, uh, I mean, how to start this campaign uh, and how to make it much more smoothly for our customers, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, and I understand that um, in our business, um, when um, the customer, um, uh, has to uh, check each month the performance and realize uh, how it goes, uh, how much uh, uh, the customer is happy with the campaign uh, with us, uh, depending on it. Uh, we uh, receive the budget for the next month. So it's also, you know, like it reflects um, the happiness of our customers all, almost each month. So yeah, experience is very, very important <laughs> in a world. <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic. So, Tatiana, who is your hero or shero? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, uh, for today, um, I would like uh, to say that for sure, um, my hero is my is is my team, uh, because um, I'll back to the story <laughs> that started our conversation today, and uh, it's also uh, like a team uh, team of heroes uh, because we go through um, such a situation today. But I understand that um, they really great team and. Uh, 
uh, even in uh, such hard times, uh, we are still go further. We uh, have lots of new processes. We um, uh, uh, we joined lots of events uh, during this year and even uh, previous year uh, when uh, even when almost it started in March, if I'm not mistaken, it was so much great uh, for me. So yeah, I, I'm sure for sure I'll say that for today. My, my hero is my team. Excellent. So Tatiana, how can listeners get hold of you? Where should they go to connect with you? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, we can meet at LinkedIn. Uh, please feel free to follow me at LinkedIn. Um, and I'll happy to, to, to contact with you or via Facebook. Also, I'll provide my link to, to my profiles. Excellent. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for sharing your story and the story of your team as well and the successes, despite, you know, all the odds and, and the challenges. It's really heartwarming. So, Tetiana, thank you so much for being a guest on Scale Yourselves podcast. Thank you very much, Jens, for today's evening. It was really interesting to be here today. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Scale Your Sales podcast. If you like this discussion, feel free to listen to other episodes or watch the caption show on YouTube and subscribe to future episodes. I would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on iTunes. Thank you.